What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, my darlings. It is I, your not-so-evil queen, Joshua Waters, and welcome to another episode of Rotten to the Core. I'm glad to say that we are officially in our last week of winter here in Indiana, and I am ready for the extra sunshine. It literally snowed this weekend. Please make it end. The topic for our lesson today, I found while doing some research for fun about Joan of Arc. She herself wasn't very rotten, poor girl, but one of her right-hand men, it turns out, was. Now you know how history goes. Some say it ain't so, while others say something different. The rotten man in question today helped Joan fulfill her self-proclaimed purpose, but he met an even worse fate than she did. I am speaking about nobleman Gilles de Ray and his horrifying murder of hundreds of young children in his quest for salvation. I'm pretty sure murder is right up there with one of the thou shalt nots. I personally would have gone the charity route, but I'm a rebel like that. Before we go any deeper, I again want to express my gratitude to everyone for listening to my little old podcast. It is with all your support that I am able to continue our lessons together, and I want to keep them going for many years to come. There are so many rotten apples in history, and we have just begun to take a bite out of them. So... Let's wake up my magic mirror and learn about this rotten man, Gilles de Ray. Let's hit him with the little razzle-dazzle. Magic mirror on the wall. Who is the most rotten one of all? Gilles was born around 1450 in Anjou. 
Both of his parents were dead by the time he was 10. His father died in a horrible accident, and it is speculated that his mother died in childbirth to his younger brother. He ended up being raised by his grandfather and was the heir to one of the largest estates in all of France. As a young man, he seemed to be a little hot-headed. I'm just taking a walk on the ledge here, but I'm just going to guess that he was probably spoilt rotten and what I would call a brat. If you do happen to look him up, he did have a Lord Fardquad haircut, and that's how I'm imagining his whole personality going here on out. He ended up marrying an heiress and further increased his wealth. They only had one child together, a daughter, and she was born around 1434. The woman he ended up marrying was an heiress to another one of the largest estates and wealths in all of France. They certainly weren't suffering, if you know what I mean. So far, there doesn't seem to be too much in his life to justify how rotten he turned out to be. Aside from just having vast sums of money, for the time, not that bad. Yes, he lost his parents, but who didn't back then? It's the 1400s. A bad scratch could be a death sentence. The expression, money can't buy happiness, came to mind. I personally would rather cry in a mansion than in a cave. Well, when you were a wealthy nobleman in France, it was common to join the military. All of those hot-headed traits from childhood began to pay off for Jill's, and soon he had a very successful military career. For someone as wealthy and valuable as he was, I am just gonna guess that maybe his point of view for most battles was more of a tent and tea type of scene. Eventually, in 1429, when Joan of Arc began to see visions, Gilles was appointed to oversee her safety in battle by the Dauphin himself. Together, they fought in several battles before her untimely death in 1431 by being burned alive. After she died, Gilles achieved the highest military rank possible and was one of the richest and most decorated nobles around. It honestly should have been a great time for him to relax and enjoy his riches. But again, this was the 1400s. There were so many diseases, wars, and death that people became accustomed to the misery. Kind of like those people in Hoarders, where you're like, how can you live in this? You'd be amazed what humans can become accustomed to. In 1433, after working so closely with the godly messenger Joan, he began to have some major concern for his own soul. Perhaps the people he killed during all of his wars were beginning to haunt him? Anyway, he decided to have a chapel built for, and I quote, the bliss of my soul. It was called the Chapel of the Holy Innocents, and it became the literal opposite of its name. Oh, did I mention that it had a boys' choir that was personally handpicked by Gilles? Yeah, this is where things began to unravel. As I said earlier, he was known to have murdered hundreds of young kids. But it wasn't just to kill. Oh no, he had a motive behind his crime. 
Along with growing up with vast wealth at his fingertips, he grew to have a bit of a spending addiction. He quickly burned through his riches on constant spending sprees and the best of everything. Eventually, he turned to some unusual practices and efforts to keep his money in the bank. Gilles turned to the occult and started doing some pretty shady things with different alchemists and sorcerers. One of the men had the idea to summon a demon named Baron. They were to summon it with a contract and bada-boom, bada-bing, the money would begin to flow again. They performed the ceremony three times, but surprise, surprise, no demon showed up. They were eventually at their wit's end, and the sorcerer, most likely to save his own neck, said that Baron was mad and required parts of a child as a sacrifice. They ended up murdering a child and offered the parts in a glass jar to the demon. But again, he didn't show up. The whole experience left Gilles angry and even more broke than he was before. But it also left him with something else. A disgusting desire to keep murdering innocent children. All in all, he did kill hundreds of kids, mostly boys, as he favored them. I'm not going to go too far into the details of what he did because it's honestly just horrendous. I'll sum it up as he was a wealthy, sadistic pervert with his own castles to do unimaginable things in. I will read a quote from a 1971 autobiography by Jean Benedetti that sums up their torment slightly. The boy was pampered and dressed in better clothes than he had ever known. The evening began with a large meal and heavy drinking, particularly Hippocras, which acted as a stimulant. The boy was then taken to an upper room to which only Gilles and his immediate circle were admitted. There, he was confronted with the true nature of the situation. The shock thus produced on the boy was an initial source of pleasure. He ended up doing that hundreds and hundreds of times. And to get rid of the bodies, he would burn them and dump them in various places, such as his moat. You might have the same question that I did. Uh, Josh, how the heck did he get away with all of these murders? Did I mention that he was rich? As we have learned in our previous lessons, money gave some nobles even more privilege. The main way he would gather children was to say that he was going to make them servants or pages. It would have been a great honor to any peasant to work for such a powerful man. It was also common for the children who went to work for nobles at the time to never see their families again. They would simply leave to go be a page or whatnot and just live their lives. That means that a lot of his victims' parents never even knew the fate of their children. Here they thought their kid was off living their best life in a castle with fancy things like food and clothing. All the while, they were burned bones at the bottom of a moat. After around a decade and several hundred killings, 
the locals began to notice the almost constant disposal of bones around the vast estate. Believe it or not, though, that isn't what ultimately brought on Gilles' demise. It was when he kidnapped a freaking cleric at a church, and it brought on an investigation. During the investigation, the peasant families were all too eager to tell how their children were going missing and about the piles of bones. Their testimonies were enough to bring him in, and in September of 1440, Gilles and his bodyguards were arrested and tortured until they confessed. Another quote in his own confession, Gilles testified that, When the said children were dead, he kissed them, and those who had the most handsome limbs and heads he held up to admire them and had their bodies cruelly cut open and took delight at the sight of their inner organs. And very often when the children were dying, he sat on their stomachs and took pleasure in seeing them die and laughed. Duray and his two accomplices were sentenced to death by hanging and burning, which if you ask me was a more than fair sentence. On October 26, 1440, at 35 years old, Gilles de Ray was hung by the neck and dropped into a burning brush pile. His body was recovered and later buried, but his accomplices' bodies were scattered to the wind, his wealth and high ranking giving him the last privilege of a burial, something that his numerous, numerous victims never received the honor of. Joan of Arc was handpicked by God, then who picked Gilles de Rays? I never thought that a simple inquiry into Joan of Arc would have led to such a rotten person. He helped her accomplish her goals at the commands of God, but I wonder if she ever knew that she had a demon on her shoulder the whole time named Gilles de Rays. Well, I thank you for joining me on another lesson here at Rotten. I learned that men of wealth and power have apparently always been involved in pedophilic sex trafficking. This was the 1400s, and today there was a whole literal island where similar things were happening. Why is it that when history repeats itself, it's never the good things? Oh no, we can't have a second Atlantis. No, we have to have a horrific island of debauchery. I don't know about you guys, but after that lesson, I feel the need to shower and exfoliate my body in holy water and smudge with Palo Santo. Hearing about men like Gilles makes my stomach turn. It also makes me want to slide under the blanket and eat Velveeta right out of the box. I know, I know, it's not real cheese, but I come from Indiana. We're cooking with olive oil as fancy. If you enjoy listening to Rotten to the Core, please follow me on Instagram at It's Rotten to the Core. Please leave me a review too wherever you listen to podcast at. I also have a Patreon if you'd like to join. I've been adding a little bit of bonus content after each episode called Behind the Mirror. That link is patreon.com slash It's Rotten to the Core. Take care and again, thank you for joining me. You're not so evil queen joshua waters on another episode of rotten to the core talk at you later
This episode is produced by Arclight Media. If you enjoy this podcast, go check out some of our other ones at itsarclightmedia.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.